Welcome to another Hometime Show podcast, the first podcast to be released since Everton played their first match under new manager Frank Lampard. The last time we did one of these podcasts, did one of these shows, you were saying that uh, it would be a changed you that was going to be back uh, if there was a win. We don't talk about it during the actual broadcast. There's too much of a craziness going on, as you're no, about to hear. But uh, happening. I, we, we won against Brentford. I feel like it, it's a new dawn. He's such a an affable, lovely chap, Frank Lampard. I think I might actually love him. <laughs> and it's only been one game. He talks the right way. We've had such a long time where it's been awful being an Everton fan. And someone tweeted the other night saying, it's nice to see a manager celebrating a goal. Yes. Benitez needs to get up. Do you know what I mean? So, it's so nice. Whatever happens from this point now, we've still got a long way to go before we're safe, Everton. But I just feel like we've got our club back. But look, dear podcast listener, you're probably thinking, have I tuned into the right podcast? I wanted uh, a podcast of uh, uh, Bush and Ritchie and uh, their usual hometown antics. (laughs) But the reason this is an important discussion for you is because the fortunes of Everton Football Club are intrinsically linked with how good this podcast and this show is. And I, I would, I agree with that. And, and when you're watching the, the, the scores coming in at the weekend, keep a little eye out for your arsenals, keep your little eye out for Everton, because it will be a barometer of the quality of this show that you're about to hear. <laughs> yes, it's home time on a Monday night. Big love to Sarah Champion. First show in the studio in two years. God bless her. Good to see her back. And you know what? She brought us donuts... Ben Burrell doesn't do that, does he? Does he he do that? No, he doesn't, no. Just a little word there for Ben when he's back in at some point. Patronage, I think it's called. (laughs) Uh, Greasing the palms of of the powers that be, do you know what I mean? So just... uh, Put that one in mind. My willpower wasn't very good, though. I accepted a donut and I'd said to myself, right, come on, it's a Monday. Let's have a good week this week. It's all out the window by 3.45. I think you had your donut before she left the actual room when she gave it to us. <laughs> I think I did, Before yeah. you heard a squeak of the door hinge. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, I we had a good weekend. Uh, we both had state visits at the weekend from our parents. Oh, yes. They love to bring stuff, don't they? They can't just turn up with, like, a small, like, leather bag with their bits in it. It's always, like, carrier bags and backpacks and stuff, isn't it? Oh, I mean, we're just delighted to see them when they turn up, but they have to bring... I don't know what uh, your mum and dad are like. When my, my dad arrived over the weekend... In fact, whenever he arrives... What's he, his first name again, your dad? Tim. When Tim arrives, He then. will always bring with him uh, a bottle of orange juice. Right. <laughs> Fresh or, or diluted juice? Fresh. Fresh, because his 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 comment is that you you don't have orange juice here, do you? So uh, I'll I'll bring some with me. Because what do you think he's turned up to a world third world country or something? He'll either have orange juice last thing at night or first thing in the morning for breakfast, and he'll feel he's got to bring. I'm happy to get orange juice in. So you, at least you know if your dad's uh, going to be there for the weekend, you'll, you'll have orange juice on tap. And he'll always bring with him a packet of biscuits as well, because once again the comment will be, "You don't have biscuits here, do you? <laughs> We've got a biscuit in." As it happens. When you open the tin, it will never normally be the biscuits that he'll want with his cup of tea. What, so what does he like to own. have? What kind of stuff? He likes those Garibaldi ones with the dead flies in. Weirdly, my other half, Katie, bought them at the weekend, and I said, we're not giving blood. <laughs> <laughs> giving blood biscuit. Do yours bring stuff? My mum and dad, Jerry and Nigel, still here at the moment, actually, they're going tomorrow. Uh, they've been a great help this weekend with the new baby and everything, but they always turn up with a quiche in a plate <laughs> that my mum's already made. Always turns up with quiche. So that's a, is that a gift, or is that something that they need to have to survive the weekend with you? Because there's a slight difference. They, they they have a bit of it, but every day I've gone into work, my mum's always put, put a bit in tinfoil and given it to me. Right. She's even peddling it this morning. Okay. It's like five days old. It's big old quiche. And then they always bring a pot of clover, because they can't be doing with the fresh <laughs> butter that we have. 
They bring their own butter. B-Y-O-B. <laughs> that's just their way. way. But that's a long way. Through, they've come up from Devon, right? Come all the way with, uh, from Devon with their own butter and a plate of quiche. That's a long way to bring margarine out, because it is margarine, really. It, it is, it? it is. Out of the fridge. I, you know, God forbid anything would happen in the car Love trip it. up here, but if, if they were looking through the boot and saying, you know, a smashed quiche and a load of butter, <laughs> the police would want to know what on earth this couple were up to. Simple question, and you don't have to have had your parents to visit over this weekend to answer this. When your parents turn up for a visit, what do they always bring with them? I think the issue is is that when you get to a certain age, you like things the way you like them. Yeah. And you want to risk that not being the case when you, when you kind of go and stay everywhere. I also think as well, when you get to a certain age, you don't really like tra- staying at someone else's place that much. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm already getting that way myself. Uh, Nate says, my parents bring their own duvet and pillow covers as our cotton thread count isn't high enough. <laughs> wow. Ian says, my mum always brings her own coffee. But the thing is, it's those little Nescafe sachets. So it's not even beans or anything posh like that. It's the little sachets. And she's probably robbing them from hotel stays. <laughs> Look, what do your parents bring when they come and visit? John's tweeted to say, when I lived in London, my parents would bring Yorkshire tea with them. I told them I've got my own that I've bought here in Tesco, but they insisted that theirs was genuine because they'd brought it from Sheffield. So weird, isn't it? <laughs> Just like from, from the horse's mouth. Yeah. There seems to be like a hot drink thing. Uh, this person doesn't leave their name, says, uh, my parents always bring Nescafe as Dad thinks I try to poison him with decaf. <laughs> uh, Susie says, my mum brings her own pillow, porridge oats and sugar. I've got Dave on the line. Dave, what do your parents bring with them? For no reason at all that I understand. Um, it's always a fine selection of uh, cordomol <laughs> and... Uh, and something else that I can never remember the name of. It's so exotic. What, so your parents turn up like with just a, a cocktail of drugs, basically? Well, yeah. It's, no, not my dad. I don't want to get him in trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my mum. She's got quite a taste for it, I think. So, so do, you, um, do you not keep painkillers in your home then, Dave? I keep normal painkillers, Richie. Uh, like kind of standard strength. I bet your mum's after no. the hard stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I call her the chemist. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, mean, I think she has like a little travel bag, kind of a case of emergencies, but it's always on her, and it's the first thing she pulls out. Do you need, do you need any painkillers, son? <laughs> oh my word, that is just unbelievable. <laughs> I'd understand if it was going, you know, going on holiday for a for a week or whatever, and you kind of think, let's let's take some painkillers or whatever, just in case. But to your sons, that's she, a strange one. I think she's dealing. She sounds like she's dealing. Uh, yeah, I think I think there's love in there somewhere. What do your parents always bring with them when they come and stay for the weekend? Helen says my mum always brings a potato peeler. <laughs> that's a curious one. Because it, when you, surely a house would have a potato peeler in there. It's, why, why has she got a... Does Helen's house not have potatoes? And if that, It's so many questions. The mind boggles. Maybe her, her lad uh, went to our Liam Gallagher gig. Not that long yes, ago. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Whenever I see a potato peeler, I always think about that, that bloke who turned up and peeled a potato in our Liam Gallagher gig. I remember that. Strangest thing in the world, that. He was on with Dave this morning, wasn't he, yes, on breakfast? Uh, tomorrow. He's on tomorrow. Oh. OK, uh, hello, you two young reprobates, says this text. It's not what my parents bring when they visit me, it's what my dad insists I take with me when I have visited them. Buns. He usually has got a cake on the go, so I get a slice of that, 
packed up my leftovers if they've had a meal that day, and he insists that I take a sandwich with me in case I get hungry later. And I live two doors down from them. Outrageous <laughs> behaviour. Some amazing parental uh, nuisance behaviour going on on tonight's show. Stephen Torquay says, Guys, my parents always bring coffee pods for the Dolce Gusto coffee machine. I don't have and have never owned a Dolce Gusto coffee machine. Samantha says, My mum makes little see-through resealable plastic bags of coffee, mate, and gives them to my brother to take to work where he's the head of science at a sixth form college. My mum drinks coffee, mate. I would say coffee, mate, the white powder and a little sachet bag thing is not what you want to be taking to work, mate, to be honest with you. Particularly to a college. 100%. Uh, Joe's got quite a list. What do your parents bring? Okay, so over the years we've had um, towels because ours aren't big enough, uh, cushions because like pillows, ours aren't firm enough, <laughs> the duvet because it's not the right tog. Wow. <laughs> we've had kettles, we've had coffee machines, we've had plates, bowls, teaspoons, tea towels. Like, so, do, do your parents turn up in like a in like a van or something like that to keep all this kit? In? <laughs> Are you, is this does this offend you that she brings all these things because you know some of the stuff you've got in the house is clearly substandard? Yeah, she's getting less of it now because I said to her, I said, like, why are you bringing this stuff? I said, we've got plates, we've got tea towels, um, and yeah, she has stopped now. She brings less, but they've got a four by four, and it comes absolutely rammed. Turning up into some kind of Aussie yeah. ute. <laughs> I think yeah. it was the kettle that jumped out. I mean, do you not have hot drinks in your house then? Yeah, we do, but she likes the kettle in her own room. Oh, my <laughs> word. Where does she so think she is? Got... The Ritz? I know. <laughs> so we've got a spare bedroom, and she sets up her tea towel, her teaspoon, um, she'll set up her coffee machine. Uh, we have a coffee machine downstairs, but she, um, yeah, kettles. Do you know what, though? You know, it's, it's easy to kind of, you know, like slightly take the mickey out of them and, and whatever and say it's outrageous behaviour. But <laughs> like I said before, if you like things the way you like it and you get to a certain age, then maybe you just want it that way. And also, let's yeah. not deny things, 20 years' time, it'll be you and me. Exactly. I feel like I'm doing it already. <laughs> yeah, I might start doing the same time, feel if you like that. Victoria is uh, hanging on to tell us. What do yours bring when they turn up? On the last occasion that she visited, which was Christmas, she brought some spoons, <laughs> like her own spoons. She brought her own spoons? <laughs> what? Why is she bringing yeah. her own spoons? I'm not sure. I think that she just prefers those spoons. So, I mean, th th I'd understand if, th if she'd actually been on a previous visit and said to you, Victoria, do you know what? I have to say, I don't like your spoons. She's not keen on your spoons, love. She didn't mention it. She just bought some spoons for Christmas. Just two, so not even enough for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and has she got form for this? What, what other, has she brought her own things before when she's come to visit you guys? Yeah, she's brought her own bedding previously as well. And she normally brings lots of um, things that we don't eat, like biscuits and chocolate. At least you don't need spoons for that. Exactly. Also over the weekend, we've become aware, and this is very exciting, of a young hometown listener, she's called Violet, who has got in touch and... Um, She's such a big fan of home time that she started doing a little bit of fan fiction. Uh, we've got Violet's mum, Emma, on the phone right now. Emma, how did Violet start writing her own story about the home time show? Well, she was at school and um, she'd come home and told me that she'd done a little story. And um, I was expecting a story about sort of magical forest or a flying unicorn or something like that. But, no, she, said, <laughs> but no, she said it was about um, the radio. So I was like, OK. And uh, it's not exactly war and peace, but it's a lovely, <laughs> lovely story of a tale of friendship and two besties that get their own radio show. And what are their names? <laughs> well, 
they'd be Bush and Ritchie. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on it. It's so weird because you do, you do this show, we come in and do the radio show home time, you know, each and every day here on Absolute Radio. But you, you never, sometimes you're not, aware, well, you're not aware of like how people listen to it. It's just, you know, thousands of people out there consuming it in a different way, listening to it, and it's part of their lives, which is a real honour for us. How, how do you guys as a family have Absolute Radio uh, on in the background? Or maybe it's one of the digital stations in the family of Absolute Radio. Tell us about that. Uh, it's on every day. <laughs> it's on every day at tea time. And um, I'm often listening to it on the um, on the radio in the kitchen as I'm working from home as well. So it's on during the day and especially at tea time. Emma, I don't want to be that person who uh, picks up a good book, enjoys it, and then suddenly flips to the final page just to have an idea. <laughs> but how, how did how does Violet's story end? Oh, well, there's been several rewrites actually. So it's <laughs> oh no, thing. wow. So she was writing part two last night in bed actually. Brilliant. Well, listen, I, I think we need to speak to the, the I, author herself, yeah, don't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, I bet she'd love that, yeah. Hello? Hey, Violet, it's Bush and Ritchie from Home Time on Absolute Radio. How are you doing? Um, good. Tell everybody how old you are. I'm eight. Eight years old, and we were absolutely blown away by how brilliant your story was about the Home Time show. We're on it. Thank you. Welcome. Violet, your mum was just saying that um, with this story that you've written about us, you've written loads of different endings. What is the, the current ending of the story? Does, does it end happily ever after, or is there some kind of problem? Well, it ends where um, you ask if Richie wants to join your radio station, and then um, he says yes, and then you all, um, that's just the end where you say yay, yeah. and then... Yeah. So, I mean, essentially then, what you're saying, Violet, is that me, Bush, I'm Richie's boss because I hire Richie. Is that right? He works for me. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, <laughs> what were some of the other endings that you thought about, Violet? Um, I'm not really sure, but I thought, like, maybe, um, well, in part two, I was going to end it in, like, this, but in part two, basically, Richie, um, he gets a radio station as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the sound of that. He's like, should I leave Bush's um, station or should I make my own? Oh, yeah. that's wow. a dr dramatic ending there. <laughs> there. There could be like a rivalry going on. Mm. Amazing. Violet, you could have quite some series here of books. You could make a little bit of uh, extra money for whatever you spend your money on. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and where do you go and write when you do this brilliant writing that you do? Like I say, eight years old, this is amazing. Uh, where do you go and write? Do you write in your bedroom or you write on the bus? Where, where is it? I write in my bed and um, on my desk. Amazing. Well, we are so honoured to have... It's our first bit of Hometime Fan Fiction. It is. And, we, and we'd like to say thank you. Uh, we've, got, we've got something we'd like to give you. Do you... I don't know whether eight-year-olds do this these days. Do you ever do washing up? Um, well... Sometimes. Sometimes. When I was little. But you've outgrown washing up. I get, I get that. Well, what we'd like to do is, uh, is for you to be the first owner of the brand new 2022 Bush and Ritchie Hometime Tea Towel. Yeah. What a fantastic uh, <laughs> gift and prize to uh, amaze your friends with, Violet. They're going to be so jealous of you. But we were absolutely honoured that you've written this little story about us. And thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome.
Katie Lynch has tweeted to say, what a little love Violet is. She's yeah, brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. Unfortunately, not everything that has come back has been glowing, what? but this is more about us than Violet. Right. Uh, Jackie in Warrington texts, guys, a tea towel for an eight-year-old <laughs> who wrote about you. That is so naff. Hey, that's the first ever 2022 <laughs> hometown yeah. tea towel. She's yeah. ahead of the game there. <laughs> Jackie, that's our merch, right? You'd never get us. Do you know what? Actually, maybe they've got a point. <laughs> maybe we can. Maybe you can go one further than just the tea towel. I th- well, look, I did half and half it. We can do more, uh-huh. all right, but I still stand firm <laughs> on the detail, OK? There was some harrowing, heartbreaking news over the weekend. Uh, Neighbours, the TV show that was the backdrop to my youth, uh, the TV show I've eaten many, many, many pizzas and microchips in front of with it on my lap, while still in school uniform, is to be axed. Can you believe that? Channel 5 announced it would no longer air the programme unless it is picked up by another broadcaster. The show will end its record-breaking 36-year run in August. Uh, this is interesting, because my mum and dad, Jerry and Nigel, we were talking about parents' first yeah. hour of the show. They're, they're the only two people I know in the United Kingdom who are still watching it. Wow. They tape it. Wow. But back in the day when you were kids, Neighbours used to be on, particularly during those long summer holidays that went on forever, you'd watch it at one and again at half five. This was the thing, it was so big. You would you would feel such a treat in seeing that lunchtime show that you never normally got to see, but you would still watch the repeat of what you'd seen four hours earlier at tea time. It's mad, absolutely mad. It was a huge thing. Particularly in the 80s and everything. But I mean, I remember going way back. We talked the other day about, I remember the first episode of EastEnders. Mm. I remember uh, when Neighbours got going, there was a different Scott to Jason Donovan yeah, for a was. little yeah, bit, yeah, and then yeah. they replaced him. Yeah, yeah. So we thought, look, this, this is sad news. Hopefully they can do a deal. There's rumours coming out today that RTE are in conversations with them oh, about wow. keeping it going, which is an amazing thing. But we thought, look, to celebrate Neighbours and mark the profound effect he's had on our collective histories, and I mean all of us, please share with us on Home Time this evening, a bit of nostalgia, your first Neighbours memory. What was the first thing you remember <laughs> about Neighbours? The, the, the first thing that I can remember... Uh, for me, a bit grisly, Daphne's car crash. Oh, God, that was so scary, wasn't it? It's awful. Poor Doug. So, obviously, I have... Um, it was Des, wasn't it? Des, sorry, D- not D- Des. Doug was um, a Cody's dad. Oh, my God, I can just remember so many things. But, like, that was the thing. So, I have a memory of Des and Daphne being together, but when I think about what comes to mind first is Daphne's car crash, and then Des left being left behind. That was brutal. He spent a lot of time just walking around in a blue towel in dressing gown, didn't he, he Des? He did, yeah. He had ears like the FA Cup. <laughs> uh, do you know what the reason I said Doug, then, is my first memory of Neighbours is Doug Willis and Jim Robinson eating magic mushrooms and having a hallucinogenic <laughs> experience. Remember that? First use of a fisheye lens I'd seen on modern television. Share with us, then, your first Neighbours memory. It will carbon date you. Just two other ones to chuck in the list from me, right? Eddie Buckingham, do you remember him? It was... Uh, uh, Obviously not really English, but pretending to be English. He used to do Eddie's mobile munchbox, and he was cycling around selling sandwiches. He was like, go blimey, Eddie Buckingham. And also the Udagawa family. Oh, they were going to save Lassiter's. I mean, was that why Des was learning Japanese? To chat to the uh, Udagawas? Did Des work at Lassiter's? I'm not too sure. Most people at some point have been through Lassiter's. <laughs> uh, Carol says, my brother and I named teddy bears after Todd and Katie. Todd and Katie Landers. Amazing. Uh, we have the same bear, but mine had pink paws and his was blue. Good bit of detail there, thanks for that. 
Uh, Twin on Twitter says, Joe Mangle burying a casserole as some kid on the street thought he'd cooked her missing rabbit. That's a great memory. Well, uh, the, this person here says, the boxing match between Mike and Shane, poor Clive got whacked and had a weird psychedelic dream. Oh, yeah. Even Bouncer the dog had a dream at one point as well. It's fitting that we're talking about it at this time because many decades ago it would have been starting right now. Uh, Jessica says, I remember when Daphne gave birth at home assisted by Des without removing her tights. Impressive stuff. <laughs> Uh, we've got Julia on the line, though. Julia, what's your first neighbour's memory? Oh, it has to be Scott and Charlene's wedding. I mean, who can forget Kylie and Jason? Amazing. And for me, the song is Angry Anderson, Suddenly. Yeah. Suddenly. Oh, definitely. Duh, duh. Oh, and Scott turning around at the altar with his massive, massive hairstyle. Yeah, the, the hairstyle, that awful dress that they made Kylie wear. No wonder she quit a couple of years later. <laughs> Never quite recovered, did she? Yeah, but at the time, that was what you would have been wearing. That would have been the peak thing. Well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, I was like only six, I think, at the time. So I just came home from school and was like, oh, wow. So the weird thing was, independently, Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan, I was still kind of like a little bit miffed that they didn't really get together in real life. Do you know Because they they were on tour doing the press and everything separately. And I thought, well, you should really technically be together. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I know, I know. Every, I think that was the thing. Everybody kind of wanted them to be together in real life, didn't they? Yeah, do it for the fans. <laughs> Come on. You still watching it now, Julia? Uh, no, I haven't watched it really in a few years. But no, I, I you know, I know that Margot Robbie um, is like quite recently become famous uh, off the back of it and stuff. I remember her being in it. Margot Robbie was in Neighbours. Yes, she was. Yeah. Who's Margot Robbie? It sounds really bad. I don't know who she is. Um, Harley Quinn from the oh the um, Batman Suicide Squad films. Really? Yeah, yeah she was in Neighbours. Yeah. yeah. I thought I thought the main yeah. kind of movie person was Guy Pearce, <laughs> aka Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you've got him as well. But yeah, I suppose yeah. No, she's one of the more recent ones that's come out of Neighbours and managed to make it quite big in um, Hollywood. So. Amazing. It's like a grassroots thing. And when they go on to greater things... I mean, I still call him Mike from Neighbours, Guy Pearce. Yeah. You know hey, I mean? Jim Robinson was in 24. He was a dastardly vice president. I remember that as oh, well. Oh, really? Exactly. He was also in NCIS for the first <laughs> series. You well. watch a lot of telly, You Julia. really do. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yes. If this was your tea back in the 80s, what were you eating, Richie, in front of Neighbours? <laughs> Probably Marmite on toast. He's never changed. He's still uh, the same. <laughs> Still getting Jim Robinson stuff. Uh, John says Jim Robinson was in Lost as well. Were there no ends to this man's talents? Brilliant stuff coming into the show. Sean says, I remember Mrs Mangle's order from the coffee shop. It was always iced water, not from the tap. Uh, Laura says, plain Jane getting electrocuted via vacuum cleaner and Des coming to the rescue. Uh, and Britpop Memories is tweeted to say, uh, he remembers Charlene breaking in. Do you remember that in Dungarees? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the very beginning of her being in the programme. These are some high-grade memories. Mrs Mangle's order is a very niche one, but I very Respect it. Uh, JP is hanging on. Um, he's gone with a biggie. JP, what is uh, what is your your memory? When Jim Robinson finally shuffles off, he uh, he has a heart attack and as he goes down, he knocks the the football over. And as he's breathing his last, a solitary orange from the football rolls by his head. <laughs> <laughs> so the weird thing is, it's, it's absolutely spot on because the deaths, the sounds really bad, but his, his final scene, he really overacted it and it took ages, didn't it? Do you remember? He, yeah. he dragged everything down with him, didn't he? It was Jim? an iconic one. 
Yeah, it took about half an hour. Just the episode. <laughs> JP, you mentioning that is going to be responsible for YouTube's metrics of uh, Jim Robinson death Google searches going through the roof Can tonight. Can I tell you a really terrible thing? This is honestly true. My brother Simon, who's two years younger than me, he had a VHS cassette where he would record all the neighbours' deaths on. <laughs> <laughs> and he had Jim, he had everyone on Neighbours that had died. He'd record it. We'd see it at one, he'd record it properly again at half five. It's unbelievable. We still bring it up to about it to this day. One for the watching. It is indeed. Join the memories. 8, 12, 15 with your texts and your tweets to Absolute Radio. My brother Simon has just texted me further details about his Neighbours death tape, a VHS that he recorded all the Neighbours deaths on it. He also ha- says he had Todd coming back as a ghost in it. <laughs> there you go. VHS Neighbours death tape. <laughs> Do you remember last week uh, we were talking about U-turns after you told us about this massive U-turn that you had had on crunchy peanut butter? That's it. I I was like, I would never eat smooth peanut butter in a million years. Accidentally bought it. Now I love it. It's a U-turn. Exactly. Now this is where I need to hold my hands up and say I cannot remember whether the conversation that you and I then had about this next item was on air off air yeah. or on a podcast. I can't remember. I don't even know what I did earlier on, so don't worry about it. All I do know is, is I remember saying to you, oh, wow, if you really, really like smooth peanut butter now, and I know you like Marmite, yeah. have you tried smooth Marmite peanut butter? All coming back to you now? It is coming back to me now, yeah. <laughs> don't say it like that, because I've done a nice thing. I know, but it's... I feel bad that I don't do many nice things for you. I, I appreciate it. I just find sometimes Marmite sneaks around trying to get in on the back of other... St- it's like, you know, a, a short person who tries to get into a nightclub who's clearly not the right age they, they, they hide behind other people and get in there like what other can't they just be happy with their own flavor why do they always have to mix in with other stuff why do they, they're like rihanna why are they always collaborating i went to a supermarket especially over the weekend and i bought you this oh i feel terrible now <laughs> jar of marmite smooth peanut butter so it is a real thing i thought you were just kind of pulling my leg about that flavor no, combination. No, no, it's a real thing so is it is it sweet or is it savoury? That's where I'm confused. Well, don't filibuster. You're about to find out. <laughs> okay. How? But you haven't got any toast or anything. No, I bought you, I've got a spoon. What, so I'm just going to eat it off a spoon? <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, I mean, preferably I'd have this on like a crumpet or something like that. I haven't bought crumpets. Right. I've literally just bought a teaspoon and this uh, Marmite smooth peanut butter. This is like a terrible version of Nine and a Half Weeks, that movie. I bought right. you a serviette as well. Oh, this is lovely. <laughs> this is lovely. This is, this is the content people want. Oh. I've opened it as well because... You've only been in it. <laughs> I had a crumpet last night with it, and I will take it back. This is a lot. Um, it's a lot sloppier than I thought it would be. Give it a stir, I would. Oh my words! Right, stir it up. Okay. So this is this has been brought from your house, then, in many ways. Yeah. So I'm rub- now. <laughs> Before you taste this, I'm now feeling really bad that I've not bought toaster or crumpet. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to eat marmite and uh, peanut butter flavored stuff off a spoon. Here we go. Three. Oh. Three, two, one. <laughs> Oh, man, that's so bad. <laughs> I don't want to taste like it. reminds me of, um... Have you ever smelt dog biscuits before? Yeah, yeah. It smells of dog biscuits. I've tried to do a nice thing there, and it's backfired spectacularly. You're not the one that had to eat it. So there's another Hometime Show podcast. Um, so the next fixture that Everton fulfil uh, is Tuesday evening, Newcastle away. That is right, against Newcastle. Huge game, basement battle in, in many ways. So going back to what we said at the beginning of this particular episode, Wednesday's show <laughs> could be glorious, could stink. It could be an absolute stinker. <laughs>